You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one, welcome all to the greatest show of them all. This is the NFC East mixtape. You can listen to this show on any one of SB Nation's four NFC East blog podcast networks that is blogging the boys for dallas cowboys coverage bleeding green nation for philadelphia eagles hogs haven for washington commanders tutty included in big blue view for the new york football giants you can watch this show on the bleeding green nation youtube channel or the blog on the boys youtube channel he is brandon lee gowton from bgn i am rj ochoa from btv and we are coming to you later than usual brandon it's good to see you um you know we like to have a lot of fun one of my great friends and so um, obviously, a really hard time in the NFL. We normally record on Tuesday mornings around 11 a.m. Central Time. We always tell people because things do change. Um, and Tuesday was a really awful day. It's still an awful day. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time. And there's a lot of like, I don't know what to do going on. I think across the NFL, there's a lot of awkwardness with feeling like, how do I get jazzed up about hoping the Giants play their starters uh, amidst what happened with DeMar Hamlin and the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football? Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, um, it's obviously the reason for the delay. Uh, I mean, just from my perspective of watching the game on Monday night, you know, really excited as everyone was, you know, like awesome game. I had the crowd was just, you know, so juiced up in Cincinnati. Right. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great time. You know, it starts off the hot with the touchdown. I'm like, oh, this is going to be really cool. And then just changes so suddenly and, um, really sad. And, uh, I, I just, I had some work to do on Monday night. Um, and I, I just couldn't do it. Like I couldn't, I was going to do it after the game and I just couldn't get to it. Like I guess like, I was not in the, the headspace to just like think about football care. Cause this just didn't matter. It's like, this doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm writing about winners and losers from the Eagles Saints game. And like, this guy may have died on the field, like in the moment, like, I, you know, I was afraid that he actually like did right. die at that. I, I, I mean, seeing Josh Allen's face and Stefan Diggs crying and, and Tredavious White, it was it was really hard, and um, obviously it's been really cool to see the support that has been rallied for Demar Hamlin, um, and you know the charity he had put together for the children's to- toy drive, um, and it's crazy how that went from like six thousand dollars to now over whatever seven million or whatever it is now, um, but uh, you know we all hope he's you know gonna be okay, and that's really the only thing that matters. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, obviously, um, it, it just was really harrowing. Um, and I feel like we all feel that way whenever like a, a huge injury happens or somebody's carted off. It always is kind of a reminder um, at the physical price that is paid um, in this game. And, and we like to you know, have fun when we talk about it. And, and you like you use the word loser, like talking winners and losers. We, you know, there are things that we think are silly or fun or jovial. But at the end of the day, like we're all team life. We're all team human. Right. Um, and, and so. Um, it was just really, really, really unsettling. And so um, and, and it's so difficult to like move on. And, and, you know, you and I, we talk a lot about we love our jobs, um, but what we work around the NFL, right? right? And, and talking about this and covering it and whatever. And so it was really difficult to, to feel like, well, what do you do? Like, 
should like should I even be thinking about what to do? Like, you know, and then feeling guilty about thinking about what to do, like, you know, like and and waiting because it is just this big waiting game. Um, and so it, it it's just we didn't know what to do, Brandon and I. We talked and we said, let's just kind of wait and, and figure it out. We talked to Rachelle. Rachelle said, let's wait too. Um, and so everybody was on the same page there. And so um I guess now we just, you know, it's, it's so hard to be like, okay, now let's talk about the NFC beast and all this, you know, stuff that feels so silly and stupid. Um, it's just a weird, like weird isn't the right word. It's a really tragic time. It's a really, really tragic time in the NFL. Um, it's just really scary. And, um, you know, for me, like I saw Josh Sweat, you know, stretchered off the field on Sunday. Right, on Sunday. He was released from the hospital, but just like in that moment, you know, it's terrifying. And it's just like, it's like, man, I... There's a lot of, you know, undercurrent of like, is football even going to be around? Well, is the, is the world going to be around in so many years? Is football going to be? And it's, it's um, I don't know. And it's tough. And it's it's tough sometimes. I know there's people out there who like can't do football. It is, it's not for them. Right. And I can't blame them. Like, because this is hard. Obviously, I do like it. And I am. But like, I, I can't. It's I can't always just be like <laughs> the advocate. It actually nothing is wrong. There, there's, you know, there's a there's an unfortunate downside to this all. And obviously there's some risk reward. And, and I think um, players to some extent, you know, know this is the risk. This is the downside. This is why um, right. there is so much, you know, money to be had by doing this career and so much glory to be had and attention and good things that come out of it. You know, it's, it's not all bad, certainly. Um, but there is a, a downside that's scary. Um, and it's, it's just tough. And um, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't even like what, are we definitely seeing games this weekend? Like, I, I, I don't know. It, it seems like teams are getting ready to prepare as we're recording this on Wednesday. But, I mean, it just feels to me like, you know, if I'm a player, maybe it'd just be nice to have a week off and spend time with the family and kind of just, you know, take some time off and get, and get in the right mindset. Not that, like, one week off solves everything and eliminates the threat of this happening again anytime soon. But I don't know. It's just a weird time. I think it was uh, Ryan Clark had a lot of really wonderful things to say after the game with Scott Van Pelt. And a lot of people talked about that. I know we wrote about not you and I, we, but um, SB Nation wrote about that. Um, I think it was Ryan Clark who had the tweet um, that said the next snap of football we watch is, I don't want to like put words in his mouth, but it's something like it's going to be the scariest snap we've ever watched. And it's like, yeah, like the next snap, the next game, like it's like, it's just hard. And like, I mean, like we're sitting here like watching it, right? Like, and so how do you, how do you ask these players to go out and play? How do you ask, you know, the Bills or the Bengals or whoever. I mean, like it, anybody, like, you know, uh, anybody who who knows DeMar Hamlin, who doesn't know DeMar Hamlin, like, like it, it's just, it's a, it, it's, it's really, 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 really difficult. And so um, I, and I love to make, go ahead. So just to jump in, sorry, real quick. And like, I know this isn't the important part, but like we're up against the last week of the season. And again, that game had such massive ramifications right. for like, it's not like, you know, let's say, I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think of two like Bears. Let's say Bears Texans. Like doesn't matter. Like doesn't really impact. This impacts the whole season. This impacts the MVP race potentially if that game isn't played. This impacts the Super Bowl seating. Again, that stuff doesn't matter. And compare, but it's like it's just like hard to get back into the season when it's, it's everything is just so drastically altered. I don't I don't know. It's just a weird headspace to be in. I guess is what I keep coming back to. And to be clear, I don't think you have to say it doesn't matter a thousand times. We all know, like, we're all on the same page, right? Like, none of this is significant. Like, none of this is important. Um, it, it's just, you know, and and so, but, like, it, it becomes a, I don't know, I don't even know, like, the right word. It becomes a logistical or a whatever issue that the NFL has to figure out. It's an impossible thing to figure out. Like, like you're saying, um, what's the best answer? And, like, obviously, 
Lots of people have suggested they cancel the game. They call it a tie. They adjust. They, they play the NFC wildcard games next week. And it's like, it, it's so hard to even like get yourself up to like care about that and, mm-hmm. and be like, well, what, what are the implications of this or whatever? And not even implications, but just like, what is the process of it? Um, when, when this is, is rightfully the, the, the thing that, that is overwhelming all of us. Um, and so I don't know, I don't know what happens. I mean, like you're saying, for all we know, we finish recording this and then the NFL announces no games happen this week. Um, they nix the bye week, you know, whatever you want to call it between the title games and the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. I don't, I I don't have an opinion on what I think is the best. I I mean, everything is going to be hard. Like everything is hard. And so everything's going to be hard for everybody. There's no obvious right answer. Um, another thing about the, uh, the aftermath of it all was like, I know a lot of people are angry because of the the five minutes thing. And there's been talk about like how, uh, for the context there, the end the five minute, like warm up period after that injury happens and the game being re- resumed and, and like, look, you know, if that's your reaction, I'm again, I'm not trying to begrudge anyone or invalidate anyone's feelings, but I was just so not there. I could not be anything but like just distraught and sad. And I, I was not angry. I was just like confused and sad. And, and again, I had work to do and I, and like, Part of me was like, okay, I can probably just turn this off and start working now that there isn't a game to be played. But at the same time, I was just like, like, it doesn't matter. And also, I I can't stop watching. I need to know. Like, I think everyone, you know, in that similar boat, like, I need to know what happened. Like, I need to know he's okay. I need to see this. I can't just, like, turn off the broadcast and and just wonder, sit here wondering what's going to happen. Um, I saw um, a re- like there's been a lot of like Reddit threads and you know lots of like forums for people to discuss this. And I saw a comment on a Reddit thread that said, "I've never been this invested in somebody who I didn't know personally." Right? Like it just it had yeah. this like jarring, you know, sort of like shaking impact. I think on on everybody who watched it. And it's one of those like NFL storylines that that goes beyond like we we do kind of tend to live in the NFL bubble, but like this this transcends like football or sports or whatever. It's it's a worldwide story um and so i don't know i don't know what happens next and and obviously you know for the rest of this hour whatever we're gonna try to talk about the nfc east and the eagles losing and the giants you know whatever and like it's like you know i i think you know apologies to the audience that we're we're not in our normal you know kind of chippiness that we've had over the the last few weeks um we do have some reviews if we want to try to you know have some fun i mean as, as best we can um in, in this really really difficult time fun is not the right word but like tr- try to try to take one step forward i guess do we um, want to maybe take like a, i know it's early but do we want to take a break just to like kind of sep- give this some, some time to breathe and then get into that like just a transition does that make sense at all um okay let's take a break vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away that's where viator steps in you can book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, welcome back. Um, we took the break, and while we did, Brandon went outside and caught a Pokemon. Which one mm. was it, Brandon? It was... <laughs> Hold on. It's tough when you're on the camera. You can't really see it. It's a Pikachu. Oh, I see it. I see the Pikachu, video yeah. there. I've seen that yeah. on some Instagram stories that you've been tagged into, by the way. So Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. We have a lot of football that is inconsequential to get to, but we do have a lot of reviews. That like it's been like I said, a, a tense last few weeks. So let's let's kind of warm up with this. Uh, so I'm gonna try to blitz through these. Um, these are all on the blog on the boys feed. I don't know uh what everybody else has, but um, so this one was on December 18th from Dropping Them Truth Bombs, titled NFC Beast Mixtape. These are all five stars. Five stars for the mixtape. RJ should have been a lawyer with all the hopscotching technicalities and semantics he plays. It's impressive, genuine. BLG, thank you for your calm presence amidst a storm of Cowboys homerism and copium. RJ, what was the worst part of making that Micah Barsons versus Nick Bosa tweet? The fact that you had to make a tweet slandering your man or that it seemed many people agreed. 11,000 likes. In all seriousness, appreciate the work everyone does to get these pods out. Uh, December 22nd from Amir underscore S. Least to beast mixtape. Loving the mixtape content. Can't wait for it every week. Every week as the season closes, you can hear things getting a bit more chippy between RJ and BLG. Can we get some weekly highlights of the trash talk in the Slack channel? Go birds with a eagle emoji. Um, oh, okay. I think it's interesting, by the way, that the eagle emoji is flying to the left, just like the um, the actual Eagles logo. Like you know how we talk about that a lot, how it's the only one that's moving right to left. The the emoji is doing that as well. So that's interesting. Mm. Um, okay, next one. Uh, this is December twenty seventh. So this is the first one post Cowboys Eagles on Christmas Eve from Mikeyness eighty eight. It's titled for RJ. Um, this is actually just oh here we go. I listen to every episode and will love the Cowboys until I die. This should be read on the NFC East mixtape because it's an unbiased opinion that has nothing to do with my diehard love of the Cowboys. I ignore all of the times my girlfriend complains about RJ's voice because, well, I love the Cowboys 30 years before I had to put up with her crap. But how could he not understand National Lampoon's Christmas story? It's like someone not understanding how you could love America's team. You have to be missing a few brain cells to not love National Lampoon's Christmas story. And you must be missing even more to not love America's team. I still rate five stars because we them boys. But seriously, RJ should eat five cheesecakes an hour until he admits he's in the wrong hair. Yeah, I watched um, Christmas. Is it Christmas story or Christmas vacation? Uh, we, we talked about this on the live show. I watched it. It was like, OK. I mean, like, it, like maybe it's just been too long, but whatever. Uh, this was Wednesday. From about good- the tradition of it than right, like right, it right. being an amazing movie. Yeah, uh, this is from good friend Mario Cap. Just titled Mario Cap. RJ, I was impressed by the Cowboys and especially Dak. Dallas has a great team. Dallas and the 49ers scare me. Dak scares me. I was glad to see Micah and Jordan Mailata slash Dallas Goddard shaking hands after the game. I know you wrote about them kind of squashing their beef over at BGN. From KSP88, NFC Beast, in parentheses, copyrighted by RJ and BLG. There are many reasons to listen to this show. One, BLG has the best taste in football teams, but nothing else. Two, RJ has the best taste in everything but football teams. Buffalo Mm. sauce for nuggets? Really, BLG? Three, they are very fun to listen to. It's like the rated G version of the toxic hate you see on Twitter between Eagles and Dallas fans. That would be the nicest thing anyone's ever said to us. Four, listening to BLG, I'm reading this verbatim, defend his tall height of six foot four. Despite my undying hate of the Cowboys, RJ will humanize their fans until you open the Twitter app back up. Thank you for the amazing content. Finding the mixtape has been one of my favorite podcasts of the year. P.S. Mm. Go Birds. Last one 
from T Dub Willier. It is titled NFC East Mixtape Grievance. First off, and this is the only one I haven't read ahead of time. First mm. off, I want to say I oh. love the show. I have listened since the beginning. RJ and BLG's banter back and forth is great. I highly recommend the podcast. I appreciate typically the candor that is used during the show. However, I do have to share a grievance. RJ, when he gets defensive, will not let the LG speak. After mm. the Eagles lost the Cowboys, I've only listened a few minutes and contemplating turn it off because RJ would talk over BLG instead of having the back and forth banter. Again, love the show, but would just like to be able to hear people talk instead of just yelling over each other. We got a lot of that. Uh, when it I came was going to say that was, a, that was a common sentiment last week. So I think we can do better, both of us, uh, on that. Um, maybe we get the talking stick out, whatever. I think that's, what that's if, fair. What if, we just, what if we just like share some love? Brandon, I love you. I think we usually do a good job of... <laughs> Look off right over of uh of of you know if someone's trying to jump in you know you let them talk um but yeah we it, look hey it's uh it's we're not perfect you know we make mistakes and we can do better and uh I, that was a I common sentiment i think enough people said that to where it's probably true i agree with you um and so hey we're looking in the mirror right now i'm looking at a, at a six foot four um blg and um i think this was a really we, we've talked a lot about how juiceless these Cowboys-Eagles games have been, but this season was a really toxic setup for the second game with how a lot of Eagles fans, yourself included, were fine. Like, I don't want to hear that it's Cooper Rush, blah, blah, blah. It, like, Eagles fans took every opportunity to take their victory lap. And then the fact that the stage was set equally, but, like, in a polar opposite way and allowed Cowboys fans to do the same, like, it just everybody got upset in the same way. Everybody got to be happy in the same way. And everybody thinks that the other is stupid for feeling the way they felt either time. I want to give props to Mar Mario Cat, by the way, because he does something that a lot of reviewers don't do. And you don't have to necessarily. I'm saying everyone, this is what you have to do. But you can leave another review. Like mm -hmm. you don't, it's not like one review for the rest of your life. You can alter your review if you feel you want to. And it'll go back up to the top. So if you have another thought or something you want to share, I think some people might not like realize that and feel like they're just locked into that one time. If Good you call. have an updated, you know, question or comment, then, uh, you know, leave another review. So there you go. Um, okay. So we love each other. I heard Brandon say he loved me. That's okay. Um, and um, now we're going to try to talk about football. Um, so that being said, we have to go in divisional order. This is the only division in the NFC that does not have a winner. The other three have all handed out hats, all handed out t-shirts, but the Philadelphia Eagles cannot lock this up. They lost mm. to the New Orleans Saints. To be clear, you did lock up the Saints um, on the look ahead, the other show that we do that everyone should go listen to with Rob Stats Guerrera on the SB Nation NFL show. We'll get stats on here, by the way, at some point in the offseason. For those who don't go over there, so you can well, finally meet stats. Maybe during the playoffs, if there's That's a, a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, but so Eagles lose to the Saints. You lock the Saints up, but you did say you thought the Saints would cover, but the Eagles would win. That did not happen. Unlike the Christmas Eve game, this wasn't like a, there's a lot to kind of maybe be excited about or, or, or no. believe in when it comes to Gardner Minshew. This was really kind of flat from the very beginning for the Eagles. I know there was the, was it 77 yard touchdown to AJ Brown, 78, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that, that felt like it, like, okay, here it comes, but it just never came. And then the pick six was obviously the, the ultimate end. Yeah, the vibes were weird heading into this game. You know, I did think it was going to be a tough competitive game. The Saints getting back Marshawn Lattimore was a big deal. He hadn't played since week five, and he's obviously a really good cornerback. Um, they also got Olave back after he had missed, I think, at least just one game. Um, so, you know, things were kind of trending in their favor a little bit, at least on the injury front. Uh, I also think that 
the energy was weird. Like I, I said this on BGN radio to Jimmy Kemsky, but driving into the stadium on Sunday, it was like the easiest time I got to the link all year. Like there was not a lot of traffic and you know, this is oh, you're like the, the smoothest ride you're saying. Yeah. Like there was yeah. not like, not that like there was no one there, but relatively speaking, like this was not a game. I think people were super juiced up for considering people maybe a little hungover from New Year's Eve the night before. So I don't know that the crowd was like fully there too. And then it didn't help that, the Eagles started the game out by allowing Andy Dalton to just march right down the field methodically. And that kind of, you know, made the crowd angry and restless from the jump and they weren't like fired up. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really bad game. Eagles never led. Uh, they did not deserve to win that game. It looked like they could have maybe stolen it at one point. Right. Uh, after, but, especially after the, the Brown touchdown. But, yes, yeah. but it just never. And then it was over basically, you know, when Minshew threw that pick six, I think to me, so a lot of people want to blame the coaching staff and I'm not saying they're blameless in it, but I think it's become a little bit too much of like, Oh, the coaches were terrible. Um, and that's what enough. I said last week about Jonathan Gannon. That was my whole argument about for him. Well, I mean, specifically on offense, I think people were like, like Minshew was bad, but he didn't get enough help. And I, that's, that's true. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, if I'm assigning like the most blame for the loss, it has to be Gardner Minshew, like by sure. far and away. He was, he was terrible. He could not throw an accurate pass. He looked so jittery in the pocket, never stepped up. Like everyone's like, Oh, the Eagles offensive line was terrible. And it wasn't great for sure, but he was holding onto the ball for forever. And like, 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 a, like running into sacks. Cause he was running out. It just, it, he was, he was really, really bad. I have a few questions, and so we obviously have a, a lot to still get to. So, like, let's kind of try to be quick with this. Um, I thought my vantage point, like watching this game on Red Zone and, and sort of sort of seeing in the moment what Scott Hansen was giving me, it felt like Miles Sanders like kind of stood up to the challenge, especially like following the fumble. Like, I, again, from my perception, it didn't seem like this game was lost on Miles Sanders' shoulders. It felt like, especially in the second half, that first possession, like Miles Sanders was like, okay, like. Jalen Hurts is not here. Somebody's got to step up. It felt like Miles Sanders rose to that occasion. Is that a fair assessment? I think it was tough because people wanted, you know, the Eagles to run the ball more. And certainly the Saints defense is better against the pass than the run. So there's there's some fairness to that. I always have the hard time of saying like, okay, but when you're doing that, you're also saying, hey, let's not get the ball to either Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, or right. AJ Brown on this play. So it's like, you can't just, you can't come into the game and like, well, I'm just on, I'm lauding the effort that Miles Sanders gave. I'm not lauding so that, the game plan. Right. Know? But on him, though, he had a knee brace coming into this game and he was like he, he missed a practice on, I think, Wednesday. It was limited on Thursday. It was full on Friday. So I don't think he was 100 percent. So that was tough, too. That was like a tough part of the, the game plan is I don't think they were ready to have him carry the ball 20 times because of that. So I want to get yes, to the, I do inju- agree when he was out there, he did play well. Yes. OK, so I want to get to injuries because there's a lot, unfortunately, to get to. But um just for clarity so because everyone that's why people like the mixtape people want to hear and you know cowboys fans trust you more than they do like them their own selves when it comes to this team um you mentioned andy dalton it was a very similar thing right like he what was the like he and Taysom hill were like 17 of 17 together or something like that what was it i think it was 15 of 15 in the first half and then they finished the game 20 to 24 it's just okay and and so in addition to that it was four straight three and outs to start the game for the eagles Yes, they almost okay. they had their first first down came with eleven seconds remaining in the first half. Yeah, it's just you can't win like that. I mean, like I no. know they like kind of came close, but you just you just can't like it's. But you, you also you, can't you, win when like you only your second possession of the game comes thirteen minutes in the second quarter because your defense is on the field for forever. Um. So this game also fed the like um 
I'm a big fan of Dave Damashek, formerly NFL media. Now does you know he has a, he's all over the place, but he's he's popularized the Jenga theory, which is the game of Jenga. If anyone doesn't know, you take one piece away, the whole tower comes tumbling down. Who is that player on an NFL team? Damashek plays it obviously in a non-quarterback sense because quarterbacks are naturally Jenga pieces. Uh, this this game fed into the idea that Lane Johnson is the Jenga piece for the Philadelphia Eagles. You take him away, and it's very very hard for them to win football games, which is amazing. Like I'm I'm mm-hmm. in no way trying to diminish um, his value, but like. I don't know of another right tackle that is that important to a team. Well, I think he's one of the best tackles in the NFL. Not just one of the best uh, yeah, right like tackles. I said, he's one of the best tackles. He might be the best. You could, I think you make a case. He's the best tackle. Obviously, I'm not trying to like say he's he's not great because he plays on the right side. But like yeah. that's just a, a unique thing that isn't typically the case for NFL teams. I mean, but the absence of Hurts was big too. And that, you know, it obviously goes without. But like, you know, the, the Micah Parsons, is it Hurts or is it the team? I mean... I mean, hurt. Well, Sunday that, was definitely. But that hurts I saw a lot of way. that. Micah was, I hate to say proven right. Like it's such a silly thing. But like the Christmas Eve game fed into what Micah said. This game obviously did not. Uh, mm-hmm. But you could argue that this game, you you could argue, well, hey, Gardner Minshew didn't have Lane Johnson. Whatever, blah blah. The system is, you know, what define the system how you want. But so, what is the state of Eagles injuries now? And again, we're recording this Wednesday, so um i think we're gonna get this out wednesday afternoon so there will be an injury report in all likelihood again we'll see what the nfl does but so jalen hurts expected to practice lane johnson we don't think he's gonna play avante maddox still out josh sweat what's the situation am i and i guess miles sanders like what what is the overall state of things yeah we don't know anything about sweat other than he was released from the hospital and he tweeted he's gonna play again this year but we don't know i'm guessing it's not gonna be this week that could be playoffs or a division around after the bye, right? A million different. Yeah, we right. okay. we don't know. Um, but as far as the big thing is Hertz, and I think Hertz is going to play. I've said it to you multiple times here. It was always two weeks. I don't like some somehow that got lost in the conversation for some people, and they're like, oh, they should have played him earlier. Well, it's like it was always going to be two weeks. Like that was the expectation that was set from the jump, and leading up to last week's game, he was limited in practice for two days. He was ruled doubtful in the injury report. I think it's important to kind of take note of what that designation means because they could have just ruled him out. Usually if you're doubtful, you don't play, but if they ruled him out instead of doubtful, I think the doubtful indicates, okay, he's not ready this week, but he's probably ready for the next game. And I I do expect them to be out there against the giants this week. And it was reported on Sunday, uh, you know, Schefter does those like midnight reports. um, Yeah. Players, players not expected to play. Right. And one of those was Hertz is going to be ready for this week. And that was, so that was even before they lost the Saints. Yeah, so I don't think this is like an overreaction or like, oh, the Eagles are panicking. No, I think this was the expectation all along. Uh, well, we we did talk about this, right? Uh, two weeks ago, we said, you know, somewhat jokingly, but we said, what if what if they lose both games, right? And what mm-hmm. if the Cowboys, you know, win? And, like, and I remember you said, oh, what if the worst thing happens? Like, this, this is the worst thing. But like we said all along, you don't play him these first two games because if you have to smash the glass and push the emergency button, you do it. This is that. And that's not to say like there's panic in the streets, but like, this was the worst case scenario in, in the literal sense. Sure. And so now it's time to like, you know, deploy whatever you have to deploy. Um, I thought I read, I could be wrong. I thought I read that he did not take any first team reps last week. So that's interesting. I'm very, very interested to see what the injury report is like on Wednesday and what designation he's given. That won't tell or imply the whole story, but it will be interesting well, nonetheless. If he's full go, I'm pretty sure he's, you know, expect. Well, yeah, but play. if if he's like questionable, then it's a little like, and, and I think, I understand why all this happened. This isn't to bag on Nick Sirianni, but all of the like, oh, he's great. He's fine. He's a better athlete than you and I. All that talk, all that has done is create the like tension, 
you know what I'm saying, that like now exists. By, by telling everyone he could have, like, what was the line against the Cowboys? He could have played if this was a playoff game. And maybe that's true. But like by saying all of that, if he comes out and is questionable on Wednesday and maybe somebody's listening to this and he wasn't, like that's that's where this like underwriting tense, you know, sort of where these vibes are coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my expectation is he will be full because he was limited last week and I think they're going to upgrade him and it's time. It's time. <laughs> you have the one seed to play for. You have to be out there. Uh, so that's what I expect. So um, I wanted to come here and offer reasons to be positive if you're an Eagles fan. Because I didn't want, I re- even, you know, wow. like this was my thought on Sunday. This, like, truly my thought was I'm going to come here and say reasons to, well, because we had gotten the like, y'all are bickering too much, blah, blah, blah. So reasons to be positive. You're in a win and in situation. All right. You, you, you got to a place where you could lose two games in a row, one within the division, and still get yourself in with a win. You win this game, nobody cares. You win this right. game, the loss of the Saints, doesn't matter. It's all fine. You win this game, you move on. Jalen Hurts is probably coming back. You win this game, Lane Johnson's probably available in the division around. Again, I don't know the Josh Sweat situation, but so there's an overwhelming amount of reasons to be positive. I will say, and I saw you wrote in your post-game recap uh, about this game, the Saints game, um, like if they lose this game, you're, you're, you literally wrote like, man, like, <laughs> like that would be... Like, remember when they were still undefeated and it was like, which undefeated team are the Eagles going to be? Like, like most recent ones. That would be some huge 2021 Arizona Cardinals energy to lose this game and fall all the way to the five seed. Unmitigated disaster if they get the five seed. There is a scenario, by the way, where they lose and they can get the two seed that would involve the Cowboys also losing, but the 49ers winning. Um, so it's not one seed or five seed. There is one scenario right. where they get the two seed, which is still a failure. Not, I wouldn't say that's unmitigated disaster. I'd say that's, like a it's a failure in that you had three shots to close yes. it and you missed all three. But like, yeah. okay, the two seed, it could be worse. It's not, but the five seed is just, there's no forgiveness for that. It's just unacceptable. Uh, you go from having two home playoff games to get to the Super Bowl to three potentially road games, depending on how, you know, things play out in the playoffs. Potentially you get a home game if, you know, whatever, seven seed, six seed wins and goes on a run. But um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they have to win this game. And it is, a, it is a bit of a failure already that they've gotten to this point in the sense that they could have rested guys and you know avoided some of these further injuries that might pop up, God forbid. I, w- I and, would only uh, offer, by the way, like people who are like Eagles fans that are like, well, if they had just beaten the Cowboys, the Josh Sweat injury. Like, you have no idea. Like, like, and I hate this, like, and we'll talk about the Giants shortly, but like, oh, they're just going to rest all their stars. How many players do you think an NFL team has on their roster? Like, right. they, they cannot... Like they cannot just be like, let's rest all 22 starters. That's impossible. You cannot do that. So like you cannot say this or that wouldn't have happened if we had locked it up a week earlier. Especially in the context of when it happened too. I mean, it happened on the first drive. I mean, there's a decent chance that even if they're resting their starters, they still treat it like a preseason game and play the starters for maybe like the first drive and put just to get them out there and, you know, get them some work. So it's never going to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, Um, The last thing I'll say is that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm generally less concerned than everyone else. And I'm not going to like begrudge anyone. I'm not going to talk anyone down from the ledge. If you're concerned about the Eagles, feel free. I mean, I'm not going to like, you have a right to be, you you really do. Exactly. But I just don't think I'm there. And I don't, again, I said to Jimmy, I don't know if this is me being detached from doing this for so long, but I also genuinely, you're the one who likes to talk about. And you know, it's mostly a bit, I guess, like, the last time this happened, I, I would Cowboys never have a bit. I would, I would never commit to a bit at any point ever in time ever. That would never be my thing. Oh, the last time this happened, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. The last <laughs> time this happened, the Cowboys, like, you, you do that. I mean, the last time. So I feel like I should be allowed to say, and I'm not saying just be, because this happened doesn't mean it will happen again. But if we're putting things in perspective, 
the Eagles, the 2017 Eagles, when they won the Super Bowl, like we're not playing amazing football down the stretch leading into the play. They were not. They looked terrible against the Raiders. They barely won that game. Nick Foles looked awful. And then they played their starters at the beginning of that week 17 game against the Cowboys because they looked bad in that Raiders game and wanted to like get some positive momentum going and like mm-hmm. see if they could get things clicking a little bit. And it backfired in a big way because Foles looked like even worse somehow. And people were talking about, oh, we should bench Foles and put Nate Sudfeld in. Like things were bad at the end of that 2017 regular season. But guess what? You get the bye week. That gives you some time to, to heal and rest up and for things to change a little bit. Um, and uh, although in fairness, they weren't like, didn't really like all firing in all cylinders right out of the gate against the Falcons. That game was tight. And well, so it went down to the wire, right? Yeah, and so like, maybe was it a was it a defensive stop, right? Like Matt Ryan yeah, missed Julio right? yeah. on the goal line. So like, against what I'm saying, you know, maybe they do come out and look shaky in that first playoff game. But like, it's just by no means is the season over when you when you can get the one seed with a win. This so I my, like if we're talking about concern level on a scale of one to ten, Jimmy said he was like at a seven. I mean, that's just too high for me. I'm like I'm like at a four. I'm not ready I, to panic. I think that both answers can be true though. I think you can be at a seven, like with regards to how you think they'll play this week. And I know that I'm, I didn't listen to the episode. Sorry, love BJ and Radio, but I didn't listen to the episode. But like, I think you could be at a seven, like with how you think they'll play this week based off of that. But you can be at like a four in the overall, because right. the point you're you're talking about speaks to like the NFL playoffs as a whole, right? Like like the, if the Lions get, or like the Packers, right? Like if the Packers get in, does it matter that they lost to the Jets earlier this season or that they lost to the Giants in London? Like, mm-hmm. no, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. You get in, you go on a run. However that run happens, like you talked about the 2017 Eagles, it does not matter. So, like, that's why, I'm like, and and this isn't a great segue to the Cowboys, and I'm sure you well, probably, last I thing, didn't see. Last thing ahead. I'll say about the Eagles is, like, even if they win against the Saints, even if they win against the Cowboys, it's all about Jalen Hurts' health. Like, it doesn't matter if they're winning these games and he's not healthy versus if they're losing them and he is healthy, I'll take the losing and he is healthy over the other. It all comes down to where his health is at. That's what really matters the most. Not if they beat the saints or not. You use the word failure. The only way, cause I agree with you. The only way I define what has happened as a failure is if, um, if the week before the Cowboys game, like right after the, the Hertz injury officially happens, right? If, if Sirianni, whoever sit and, and lay out a plan and they say, okay, the ideal plan is that Jalen doesn't play the rest of the regular season, right? Like the ideal plan is we lock this up. He doesn't play. We really want to avoid that at all costs. And you haven't avoided that. So like, that's where the failure is. Like if you have, I don't want to say like, he's not healthy. That's not my implication. But if you have compromised the plan that you laid out when you were not emotionally compromised, then that's the failure to me. So it's fine if this is your plan B, but you did fail with regards to plan A. That's all I'm saying. I agree with that. Right. I do think they're they are always going to play him in week eighteen at least a little bit, even if it was just for a drive or two. Again, I just I don't think they wanted that layoff from mid December or whatever, early December until mid January. But um, and it's possible that depending how this Giants game goes, and we'll get into that a bit later. Um, it's possible that they only have to play him for like a half, depending depending on how things go. But we'll see. Or depending on how things go with the Cowboys, right? Because, I mean, well, I guess, no, because you still have to deal with the 49ers and the threat of them winning and, you know, whatever, like right. you said. Uh, but so, like I said, you get in, nobody cares. And I had to have this exact conversation with Cowboys fans all last Friday morning. Oh, my gosh. We we only beat the Titans on the road 27 to 13. You, you talked about how I like to do the, like, last time, whatever. You are mm-hmm. king of, like, short week, short rest, on the road, whatever. This was your fever dream. You've been screaming for this opportunity for, like, five years well. now. The Cowboys well, had to play a well, short rest it, uh, road. I know. Well, hang on. Setting my point up. Uh, okay. Brandon has ri- literally written many years about how the Cowboys have never had to play a Thursday night game on the road uh, coming off of a Sunday. 
The Cowboys have played prior to last not. week. Well, hang again. Let me see my point up. Because for anyone who doesn't listen, maybe they're parachuting in for the first time. Prior to last week, the Cowboys had never played a road Thursday night game without playing on Thanksgiving at home the week mm. prior. So they they had never had to go Sunday to Thursday, you know, on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, again, and, and you can argue about how that's its own difficult thing, whatever. They did have to do it this time. However, the the qualifier Brandon wants, and he's right, is they were coming off of a Saturday game. So still mm-hmm. not Sunday to road Thursday night, but this was obviously closer than anything they've ever had. Um, to what you wanted to see so they had that factor however much you want to define that to be a big deal they were on the road in general against a potential playoff team in the titans i know josh dobbs i know the rest of derrick henry they were 13 and a half point favorites and they covered on the road on what was a short week you talked about the eagles game being a short week for the cowboys and the eagles Mm -hmm. obviously and it was and so like was it the most impressive one of all time no but it was it the worst performance of all time cowboys fans were on the ledge dude i mean i was trying to be like dude this team is so good and then they picked up the help they needed obviously on sunday and they may not get the help they need this week but like the cowboys have put themselves in as best of a situation that they could have and in a season where they did not have dak prescott for five games and tyron smith for double digit games like that is a job very well done yeah i did not really take anything away from that game in terms of like cons- the, the biggest concern is that tyler biotish got hurt and that's not good um but from the game itself didn't take away a whole lot if i saw the the win probability chart um, that espn had and the cowboys were like never in serious jeopardy of losing that game you know it was a little tighter right. than you probably wanted it at times but like that's the nfl that's hard to win um the titans did rest not just like henry but like every like a lot of key players a lot of and they should have that was smart by them get get a gear up for uh the week 18 game that matters um but yeah i mean i i said if not on the SB Nation NFL show, at least on BGN Radio, like just put your life savings on the money line for that game because like you, you can't win that game. You said it in the Slack channel that uh, yeah, I mean, that they mentioned actually, but it was true. Like the Cowboys were not going to lose that game. The Titans were not trying to win that game. Well, the only thing I would say to that because I agree with you, they weren't. They, I wouldn't say they weren't trying to win. I say I would say I mean, they, they didn't care if they won. Right, yeah, like they there's a difference. going all out to win is what I mean. Right, but they did play their preferred quarterback. Like there is this take that's like, well, they play Josh Dobbs. Well, like that's what they're playing this week. Like they played the quarterback who they believe gives them the best chance to win. Like whether or not that's like a good thing or whatever, or like you can debate how sad or whatever that is right now. Fine, but they they played the quarterback who they think is the better option, and he played well. Like I'm genuinely mm-hmm. interested for the Saturday night game uh, between Tennessee and Jacksonville, but. Uh, you mentioned Tyler Biotish. He is expected to hopefully be back for the playoffs, as is Jonathan Hankins, the defensive tackle who the Cowboys traded for a week before the deadline. Leighton Vander Esch probably not going to play this Sunday in Washington. Um, I don't know if Tony Pollard's going to play. That I'm very interested about. He was, I wouldn't call him a healthy scratch, but, um, you know, they were smart about him in Tennessee. Um, and this this is something. because So now the Cowboys have to play on, on Sunday against Washington. Yeah. We didn't mention this. I wanted this. to ask you about uh, this, yeah. We, we, we haven't mentioned this, but Dallas, Philly, and San Francisco all play in the afternoon slot. All of their results, you know, are necessary to one another potentially. Um, and we had this conversation at BTB on our roundtable last week. So last Tuesday before the Cowboys played the Titans. We said, okay, if the Cowboys win, is there any part of you that is rooting for the Eagles to win? No, I never root for the Eagles. Oh, it's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, the, And the idea was it takes it out of your hands. You know what I mean? It, it forces your issue. It forces you to like, you know, like, like you've talked about, like you have to protect Jalen Hurts from himself, whatever. Like you protect yourself from yourself in the sense if you're the Cowboys. And so, you know, it's fair to say I want the one seed because like who doesn't? But like how sure. likely is that? Not very. And so um, I'm I'm happy. But I, I, I it's one of those things where I think you, you would have been happy to some extent either way. 
Yeah, I wanted to ask you, especially because the 49ers are a factor here, and we didn't necessarily expect that for a bit, but like, you know. So for, if, for full clarity for everyone, yeah. Eagles win, everything's theirs. One, One seed in or division. Or tie. Because of the Vikings okay. lost, the Eagles can actually, I know it's unlikely, but I'll note that. They can right. tie. Okay. In. So for the purposes of easiness, Eagles win, everything's over, simple, mm-hmm. boom, done. If Eagles are up like 30 nothing, I expect Dallas to like chill out, call the dogs off, whatever. Sure. A Cowboys win on its own does nothing. A Cowboys right. win and an Eagles loss gives Dallas the NFC East. Now, in that situation, they are at the very least the two seed, which you talked about Philadelphia potentially being. If San Francisco also loses, then Dallas is the one seed. Um, right. And I think and San Francisco is the two seed then. So it's the 49ers are, for the record, two like seven point favorites against the Cardinals. No, they're like 15 and a half point favorites. Oh, it went up. <laughs> you're, you're, oh, wait. What am I you're way at? off. Maybe I'm thinking of last week's line or something yeah. but anyway point being they're the point is the 49ers are big favorites against the cardinals as they're the, at home just like the eagles are dallas is the only road team in yeah. this particular week so 14, yeah 14 right now yeah same right same but, as the eagles giants line but a san francisco win on its own does nothing either except keep them in the two seed at worst um so dallas like philly can only be one two or five minnesota is probably three i mean like that's not firm but that's probably going to be the case tampa probably. is locked at four um so yeah i mean the cowboys need the cowboys need the most obviously of all three teams mm-hmm. and the vikings lost last week added or helped with this if the vikings hadn't lost us we could be sitting here being like well if this is this is whatever but the vikings mm-hmm. took themselves out of it i don't want to talk about the vikings last week was really hard but um we can get to that in the SB nation nfl show but um, but yeah, so you have to play your starters, but this is a should be an easy game for the Cowboys as far as, you know, I mean, the Cowboys, unlike um, well, it's a weird thing. Um, I guess this is our natural way to kind of segue into the Giants and the commanders. Like everything's kind of in this weird. Well, I, I didn't I was gonna answer. S- so are you glad that the Eagles like so where are you with that? I mean, you know, if the Cowboys win what the one seater. Well, so yeah, this like, is also, do you think that's likely? Do you think it's likely both the 49ers and uh, Eagles are going to lose this weekend? I think it's more likely that the Eagles lose, to be fair. Sure. I, just to be just to be clear, then I think it is that the Niners will lose. Um, and so, but that's an important part of my answer because who do you think gets the seven seed? You think Green Bay? Yeah. You think they on. win? Right. You're so, not reading the vibes correctly if you think otherwise. Right. So, like, um, as Brandon takes a sip of his, I'm going to assume Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Um, but uh, did you get use the app for that? I did use the app for that. It was a um, look how good of a, a friend I am, and I remember buy one a drink, get a free medium cold brew. So there you go. Okay, well, so my like where I where I'm at on this, uh, and we didn't have our roundtable on Tuesday night, obviously, where um, we were going to discuss this is like, okay, so well, do you want the two seed or the five seed? Like common sense is like well i'd always rather have the two seed give me the home game but it's like well this two seed is accompanied by aaron Rodgers, right so like you like and aaron Rodgers is a scary proposition for either team here right the cowboys or the eagles right he's a scarier proposition for the cowboys because of who aaron Rodgers and the cowboys are related to one another and so um i read so there's a lot of cowboys fans who have the take like i would much rather go to tampa and play tom brady there than host aaron Rodgers and the packers at at&t stadium uh, like i mean whatever but whether you you, even if you believe that, I think you you have like you have to assume your team is going to win, right? Like like if right. you're picking the path you prefer, and so for that reason, I prefer the two seed because 
like say say the Cowboys win, right? Like which you have to assume, like because you're hoping for the best. So we we think the Cowboys win in that situation. Do we think the Vikings beat the Giants? Probably not that the Vikings are great, but like they probably no. win, right? No. You don't think so? Yeah, the last game went down to the wire. Came to a 61 think- yard field goal. I think the Vikings win that game. And so like if like so you you asked for my opinion. This is like my assessment. So I would think if if it wound up 1 through 7, Niners, Cowboys, Vikings, Bucks, Eagles, Giants, uh Packers, obviously I'm hoping the Cowboys win. I think mm-hmm. the Vikings beat the Giants, I think the Eagles beat the Bucks. And so the reason I prefer the 2 seed is because then it's the Eagles who go to San Francisco. And I only want to deal with one of them. You know what I mean? Like like have have them play one another and the 2 seed is the best possible way for that to happen. I mean, it would just be such a failure. <laughs> they just drop to the five seed, and it's also very well, you, funny. I know, but you you asked what I preferred. No, like, I get it. And so, and it, yeah, what makes this complicated too to ask what I prefer is that Tampa is locked. So, like now, Tampa has the opportunity to rest their right. starters if that's the team that Dallas winds up playing, or Philly for that matter. Right. So, yes. All right, we should probably move on to the. Okay, so um, we had sat here and talked about like, man, the Giants and Commanders might be both in in situations where Philly's locked at one, Dallas is locked at five, and they're both jockeying for playoff position. They have nothing, you know. They they need everything, and Dallas and Philly are going to chill. Total, complete opposite for different reasons. Dallas and Philly both need this game. Obviously, Dallas needs more than that, though. New York is locked in as the sixth seed. They cannot improve. They cannot worsen their draft or their playoff position. The commanders are eliminated. So if anything, the commanders are incentivized to lose, right? Improve your draft pick, right? Who cares? I don't need the moral win. I don't need the good vibes, whatever. I want the high draft pick. Um, for what it's worth, I'm kind of putting these two teams together. We don't need to review giant. Actually, I guess what last thing before we oh, get we into it. Clinch well, the playoffs for the first time in forever. Well, this is this is all related, and this is a long episode. So, like, we kind of have to, you know, bake all this in together. Here. The boat curse is done, RJ. <laughs> well, I don't know. The the Kayvon Thibodeau moment might be the new thing. Oh, like, might be God. the. Um, there are a lot of people with a lot of opinions on this. Um, I, mean, I haven't it, seen. I, I haven't seen him say anything on this. Like, admittedly, personally, I haven't seen any any well, quotes. Apparently, he like apologized, quote unquote, after the game. But like. It's just so garbage. I can't believe, like, there's so many stories that I've read getting away with, like, oh, he apologized, so it's okay. And, like, he didn't mean to, to, you know, celebrate Nick Foles getting hurt. He clearly did, like, a go-to-sleep motion on the sideline. Like, he knew Foles was, like, hurt at that point. Like, I just don't don't know know. how people are letting him get away with that. Like, he clearly did that. We saw it. I don't know what the Giants do about that. I mean, maybe they don't care. Maybe they're like, we're in the playoffs, boat curse is dead, like you're saying, like, whatever. They don't do anything. I mean... I mean, I don't know if they do something publicly, but they better talk to them. I mean, like that's and honestly, the NFL should find them. That's pathetic. You can't do that. I agree, like, I agree with. I agree. I mean, you could talk about suspending and blah blah. Did you suspend him for like? What if that the, was Demar this... Hamlin? What like because he doesn't know. Like he doesn't know. Like he doesn't know necessarily where Foles is at at that. Well, I don't know. Maybe on the sideline, but like I mean, and and maybe he didn't know when he was doing the Snow Angels on the ground. I don't fully buy that because I did see his head turn at one point, and he was also doing them for a very long time. It wasn't like you know he did like quick little thing he was on the ground for a very long time and also i want to put blame on his teammates for not going up to him being like dude like chill out because it felt like there was enough people to see that there to be like hey maybe don't do this right now so um, i don't think it's a good look and i don't think it was a mere case of like an honest mistake that's bs it's not an honest mistake that's that's garbage i didn't see enough to have a properly educated opinion so i want to be very clear about this so like if you've seen enough to have your own opinion like that's up to you but i haven't seen enough so like i don't know if the like go to sleep thing is like him like talking about the Colts talking about winning or if it is talking about Foles directly you know what I mean like it's it's a it's all you know 
it's it's a it's up to it's it not a work. good look in any kind I, of I agree at the very least it's not a good wor- good look stance. but like okay I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because there's a lot of important stuff to talk about so the Giants that that was maybe Daniel Jones's finest hour like Daniel Jones might have earned a new contract with the Giants on Sunday afternoon against the Colts like he was awesome like that well we have sat here many times and said he's an athlete he proved it like he was an athlete on Sunday afternoon yeah I mean this is it's huge you know for the Giants to go through all this muck for years and finally be able to come out clean on the other side of this thing. Uh, it's been an incredible ride for them. I want to give them a lot of credit. Didn't think they were going to be here. Just, you know, like you talked about a few weeks ago, thought they were going to collapse out of this thing. They beat the commanders, thought that was a really impressive win, and, and they've righted the ship since. And it's been a great season for them in terms of what they have accomplished relative to their talent level. I think that coaching staff has maximized what they, what they have there. That roster just isn't good. Not only is it not good, it's so injured, so banged up. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're not like a team that, you know, is super scary heading into the playoffs the way that like the Packers are not like the team. No one wants to play. Um, but they're, they're a tough team and they deserve a lot of credit for being here. And now progress isn't linear just because you have this season doesn't mean the Giants are definitely going to be like this powerhouse next year or definitely going to take a step forward. Um, but you're feeling good about that. They can. I think you're at the very least to, but like beneath that point, you're, you're feeling like, we're in we're moving in the right direction that had not been the case like this was yes. an organization that was treading water forever and so Taking like on even, water right like even if you're moving slowly at a snail's pace you are facing the right direction like th- mm-hmm. this whole process was brian dable turning the ship around coach of the year we agree brian dable yeah i guess i, I mean I you can make shanahan a huge argument for kyle or... shanahan but yeah. um I think it's like Brian Dable has the New York market, like they're I the Giants, actually, they're Tiffany brand, like all that stuff. Well, also like Shanahan, like I get the quarterback thing, but there's a lot of talent on that roster. And the defense is also in, like the what's driving the ship there. And, you know, Shanahan's that's not true. The defense, I know and the so, offense is doing well, but I don't believe I, I, in like I would vote for Dable. But like to, for, to further this point, um, I mean, Brian Dable got to the playoffs in an NFC East that had two teams with at least 12 wins. Like they, they might yeah. have two teams with at least 13 wins. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's wild. And he might have lost all four games of them when, <laughs> when it's all said and done. But like still, I mean, it it's it's it wasn't easy. I think it was a much harder path for Brian Dable. He deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, so now we pivot to this Giants Eagles game. Um, you know, again, this is just kind of a weird episode, but um they have nothing to gain. They they have absolutely nothing to gain. They could totally sit rest starters. They could not. They could play for it. I talked about last week with you. Uh, I brought this up. Like, if it did come to a situation where the Eagles lost to the Saints, like, do the Giants want to get revenge for 2020 and for the Eagles tank on the game, even though it, it's not Doug Peterson, it's not Joe Judge, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, people have referenced Tom Coughlin playing the Giants in the 07 regular season finale, the game that they all said was a, a big you know, sort of thing when they won the Super Bowl against the Patriots a few weeks later. Like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Brian Dable has said he's going to do what's in the best interest for his team. It's hard to argue with him one way or another. Like, you can argue, um, yeah, you got to rest, whatever, you got to prioritize that. You can also argue, hey, go get some good vibes, go play well. But then you can argue, like, well, if you go try to play well and you lose, then you risk all the good vibes. There's a million ways to look at this. Well, yeah, I think people aren't talking about that enough. I think people are acting, at least from from some of the framing that I've seen, that, like, it's just like a it's a no-lose proposition for the Giants and that they can only improve their vibes. Well, I mean, what if the Giants go all out to win and the Eagles crush them like they did a couple weeks ago. 
Well, that's a big like confidence boost maybe for the Eagles that you just allowed to a division rival. So I'm not like it's just I miss me with there's like there's no risk for the Giants and not beyond injury. Obviously, injury is. I uh, saw you tweet too. Um, like why would the Giants want to give the Cowboys the one seed? To be fair, the 49ers. Like, well, they like you really, but like if. But if you ask the Giants, like, and I say this somewhat like tongue in cheek, but if you ask the Giants, like, who do you, who would you rather have the one seed, the Eagles, the Cowboys, or the Niners? The answer is the Niners. You know what I mean? Like, but they're going to say any team over our division rival, no matter what. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that, though. I think there's an argument to be made. The 49ers are looking scary, and they don't want to give that team the one seed. And also, um, let's be clear, the line for this game indicates the Giants are going to be resting starters to some extent, at least. It's not 14 points if the Giants are going all out to win. Like in Vegas knows. They're not they're not dummies. Like this is not like just they're not in the dark about this. Um and from a dummies doesn't get said often enough. That's such a funny word. Dummies. There you go. Um uh NFL division talk for dummies. That's what the <laughs> NFC East mixtape is. But um the like Saquon has the second most touches in the NFL this year. You really have to play him in like a week. Like you're really going to play him in a week 18 I, game. I go back and forth. Contract like, year. There, there's never a right or wrong answer here, right? Like there's like you can, I think that there are right circumstances or wrong circumstances, right? Like um, if, I don't know if it were the Eagles, right? Like you, you're not playing, I, I don't know, like the right Lane time, Johnson, the right situation. Like, I guess, but like, but like, what? so like what you just said about Saquon makes sense, right? Like, oh, he's had a lot of touches, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But what if, but what if you're Brian Dable and, and Saquon says, dude, I want to play like, and he's, and it's not like I want to play, but like, it's like for real, like I want to play. That's I like, if you're asking me my choice, my decision, I want to play. Like, how do you say no? You know what I mean? Like, I, I think, I think you just go with what the players want. Like you say, okay, guys, like, and, and you can't ask everybody, but you ask Saquon, you ask Daniel Jones. There's really no other offensive star to ask, <laughs> but like you ask, I guess, Kayvon Dibodeau, you ask everybody, like, how do you feel? Do you just want to go get warm? Do you want to just get a little bit under your, under your legs? Like whatever. And you do what each player wants. Like you treat it like a, a workout for them, you know? And if you wind up winning, cool. If you don't, Hey, it's not the end of the world either. The expectation from um, big blue view, Ed Valentine, I was talking to him about this and he said, he thinks the giants are going to treat it like a preseason game. And, you know, I think you have to, too, with some of these players who, like, you know, can play because it's important right now, but don't have to play. You probably have to sit them. Like, they're really gutting it out just to play. You have to like, take it safe with some of those guys. Uh, I, again, I just don't see how they would want to get Saquon even more touches in this game. But what if what if he has a lot of touches and they win? Like, you know, that that's the what if. Like, you, like there are what ifs that live in everybody's mind. I just don't think it's the op- and I'm not like I, obviously people are going to accuse me of saying this because like they want the Eagles to win and get the one seed. I, I just don't I don't think it's the most logical thing for them to play their starters. And the on the 2007 point, it's just not apples to apples, man. Like they were trying to prevent an undefeated season. That's a big difference than what's happening here. And also, it's 2007, and Tom Coughlin's <laughs> like one of the most antiquated coaches ever. Think about that. Like we're in 2022 now, where rest is so much more common. Is the the year that we're yeah, in. sorry, true. I will the 2022 season. We're in year 2023. Um, good job of you. Totally forgot it's a new year. Uh, but like the point being, it's the first mixtape of the new year. By the way, happy new, it year. Is. Happy happy new, new year. year. But isn't you get my point though, right? Like rest is so much more no, common I, now I agree. than it was back then. I agree. But again, like. It is like that's what I'm saying. Like, I truly feel like there's no right or wrong answer. I'm somebody who would always, if it was no, but like, like, we like you can provide any example in NFL let's history. Take a, let's, let's take a Giants fan perspective. Is that fair to you? 
Yeah, I mean, and I understand that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think most people want to rest, like, our team rest, right? Like, I think most, especially fans, right? Like, are like, 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 that's my opinion, right? Like, if it were the Cowboys, if the Cowboys had been locked into the five seed this week, I'd be, I'd be like, why are you going to play Dak Prescott? That would be my take. Sure. But like, but I, I get like from a coaching standpoint, especially if the players want to play, I get that it's not an easy thing. But, but even then, some coaches handle it differently. Like, we both agreed that the Titans did the right thing. Mike Rabel yeah. said the day they lost to the Texans, he was like, yeah, this is probably going to play a factor in how we approach the Cowboys game. Like, not every coach is like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's it's a different thing. And so I'm not saying one is better, one is worse, one is right, one is wrong. I'm at the very least just interested. I also, you didn't mention this. I do think there's something to like, maybe like playing super 40 chess with the Eagles and being and like throwing your nobodies out there and then being like, you're going to feel really good about this one seed, you know? And like, and I would say like, if you're yeah. an Eagles fan, you would go into the divisional round saying like, we haven't played anybody like, or we haven't won a game against a quality team in yeah. over a month. You know, if the giants do trot those people out. So they're like, again, you can, you can talk about like the weapons of warfare a million times here. Poll from big, blueview.com how should brian huh bbv big with you oh yeah how should brian dable approach the giants final regular season game in philadelphia and with about let's just say like 4,500 people voting 46 percent say play the starters and try to deny the eagles the number one seed and give it to the cowboys and 54 percent so more it's fairly split but more giants and say rest the starters and probably hand the one seed to the eagles my last point on this before you get to what you want to say is that this isn't even necessarily the Giants win and the Eagles are guaranteed not to be the one seed. Now, is that likely? Clearly, yes. But my point is, it's not even a guaranteed outcome. There's a scenario where the Giants can play the starters, go out to win the game, win the game, and the 49ers and the Cowboys both lose, and then the Eagles get it anyway. So all that risk would have been for literally nothing. Like, that's just dumb to me. So all I was going to add, um, and I don't know who wrote the poll. If it was Ed, sorry, Ed. It was Ed. But, Ed and by the way, our plan is to have Ed on oh, sorry, next no, week's show. It was not. It was Tony yeah. Del Genio. Sorry. Well, our, our plan here is to have Ed on next week to preview whatever wild card game the Giants are playing. And so yes. Ed is uh we're our, we're shooting to get Ed on the um the mixtape next week, everybody. But I, I talked about and you agreed, like when it came to Jalen Hurts, you make these decisions when you're not emotionally compromised. You are a little bit emotionally compromised here because you know the stakes at hand. But if if it's me, if I'm Brian Dable, I'm making the decision on whether I want to play or not independent of the Eagles and the one seat stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to make the decision to play because like, and and like Brandon and RJ can disagree with it, but like you you have to say like, we're going to play because we want the like reps. We want the opportunity. We want to try to win, but you have to treat it like it's a game against the Texans. You can't be like, well, we wouldn't play if it was the Texans. We're only going to play because it's the Eagles. No, you have to like say we would do this no matter who the opponent was. That's my advice to Brian Dable. Also my advice always was to the Cowboys, but um, okay. Let's get to the Washington Commanders. The question that everybody wants to know, Brandon. Actually, we do have some Twitter questions that we'll kind of uh, blitz through oh, after yeah. this. Um, it's, <laughs> I know. Uh, I'll get those up in a minute. But uh, the question that everybody has on their mind, do you believe that Ron Rivera did not know that the Commanders could be eliminated on Sunday? Apparently, I have, like, the hottest take on this, and which people are probably going to be mad about. I just don't think it matters. I really – I mean, at least relative to – I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you. I like, mean, like – Everyone's like bagging on him for this, and I get it. I get why it's like a meme, and it's a bad. It's certainly a bad look. Like earlier, yeah. it's not a good look. I get that. I'm not like a dummy, but I'm just saying like I'd rather see him get ripped for like 
going with Carson Wentz again. I was wrong. I I don't. I, I said like I thought that was like an acceptable move. I, well, I said I don't think it really matters who they start. They're probably they're not in good shape either way. But like in hindsight, why were you playing Carson Wentz? That was dumb. Like Heineke hasn't been great. He gives you some kind of chance to win, and Carson Wentz is clearly just a disaster at this point. So I think you know they might still lose even if they play Heineke, but you probably had more of a chance. And at least his teammates don't hate him, and at least the fans don't hate him as much. Or at least the fans like Heineke more. Like, I don't know, but whatever. I mean, uh, is is Rivera back next year? That's the question, right? I don't think I don't think he's going to survive this. I think that was a bad look, and you have the new ownership consideration coming in here. That's a big factor to to weigh. So let me ask you a question before I answer. Will you lose any respect? That's a dramatic way to put it, but lose any respect for Ron Rivera if we get some sort of report in the next few weeks that like it wasn't his decision to go back to Wentz. Like it, it was an Ursay, you know, Matt Ryan benching sort of thing. Like it was directed from whoever, where you know what I mean? Like to me, that would and that might be true, but like at this point, given everything we know, I, I would I would be inclined to believe that's Ron Rivera doing a little bit of damage control. Like, you know, like, dude, you you know, like I, I can't I can't let you shuck the blame for this onto somebody else like and and yeah. so i'm with you like e- even if like though carson winston hadn't happened i don't think it's the biggest deal in the world for a coach to not know the pl- like the playoff scenarios that like every sb nation team blog has going that's not your job right. like your job is to, to win the game at hand right and people are like well he was only focused on winning yeah he should be like he should only operate as if they're going to win the game I, I so like i don't think that's a big deal but this was really bold and like let's not make you know like you said like the this should not overshadow the wins thing the, the Wentz thing should not overshadow how he's handled the quarterback situation all year long. Remember sure. when he had that that one press conference, whenever it was like in October, yes. and he was asked like, "What's the difference between you and the other teams?" and he was like, "Quarterback." Like he threw this dude under the bus. Like he is the king of pointing fingers this season. That's not who Ron Rivera has been for the most of his career, but this season he has been pushing and, and directing blame onto everybody else, and he has had no problem making Carson Wentz the scapegoat that everybody else has. That's not to say that, that Wentz isn't to blame and Wentz doesn't have his flaws, but, like, at this point, it's kind of a weak move to blame Carson Wentz. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, like that, that, like, you can't do that anymore. I thought it was lame when the Colts did it last year. I'm very well on record about that. And so, and now, now Rivera's like, well, I'm going to give you Sam Howell. In fact, actually, as we're talking right now, it's uh, 11.05 Central. Sam Howell's taking the first team reps for the commanders. He's reportedly going to yeah. split time with Heineke on Sunday. I mean, don't even play. Why, why even play Heineke? Just I, play, agree, I agree with you. But... Just play Sam Howell. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest. I was not never the biggest Sam Howell guy. Um, so I'm not super like intrigued to see him. But hey, it's week 18. You have nothing to gain or lose. Just put him out there. There's no reason to play Heineke. There's no reason to play Wentz at this point. By the way, Carson Wentz, I'm convinced he doesn't play in the nfl again. carson wentz is gonna have like uh, a college football announcing job next year. i don't even know though because like i don't know if he's like high profile because you know he played division one fc like i don't know if that's what, no but like it'll be like covering like the oh, you know what i'm saying like, like, I, like I don't State. yeah i don't think he's like working the sec you know what i mean right, like yeah. that, that's what i'm saying right okay um but yeah i think he's done and it's funny albert breer actually wrote that too in his column so i don't think that's just like a, a me you know being harsh on him sentiment i think that might be it should exist out there. I, I don't think he wants to be a backup. And honestly, I think the best move for him is to retire. Like he's been through so much and I don't really feel bad for him necessarily, but like he's been through a lot and, and some of it's his own, you know, undoing and his own fault. But I, I just, I, I don't see what he has to gain by playing anymore. And and maybe I think he does play somewhere if there's like an injury in training camp next year and like someone needs a starter on short notice and he can, he's out there and he's like the top option. I think that can happen. But I don't think he's signing with anyone in like, 
March or April, whenever he gets cut, because he will, uh, and like being a backup somewhere. I just, I just I do not see that at all. And, um, I don't, and honestly, don't do it. It's not worth your time. He's made a ton of money. Just go out and don't suffer any more injuries and don't suffer any more like, because think about it. It must be tough to be like everyone just bagging on you all the time. Oh, this guy's st-. like, just get away from that. Like be, t- be with your family and just call it a career. Um, I said at the time, I mean, I, I really did that Carson Wentz was in a really difficult spot with the 2017 Eagles. And like, that was a really, it, I know that like people laugh at this idea now, but it took a lot of humility to behave the way he did throughout the Super Bowl festivities. That had to be a really painful experience for him, right? Like, like to, you know, watch, you know, Nick Foles kind of celebrate what he felt was, was his. I mean, and like, that's not to say he wasn't happy for him. And I don't, I don't want to relitigate something that's five years old at this point, but like, I, so I, I, on a human level felt for Carson Wentz in that sense, because that had to be very difficult to go through. And obviously that has had some sort of impact on him. Maybe it led to some of the narcissism and arrogance that we've seen, you know, in, in his stops with Philly and Indianapolis and Washington since, uh, but it's not all on him. It, it wasn't all on him in Philly. I'm not saying it wasn't majorly him. It wasn't all on him in Indianapolis. We have certainly learned that if you didn't already know it. And it, this isn't all on Carson Wentz. This is on Ron Rivera. To get back to like your question, like I, I, I don't know how you move on from him, but I don't know how you keep him. Like he is, you know, like he's he's like kind of that the 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 you're stuck. Like I mean, who wants this job? You're right. Like ownership's changing, maybe whatever. Um, also, the major Tutty thing happened. They unveiled the mascot. I, I thought I read, maybe if you read, you can confirm that the uh, Snyders were not in attendance for this, like, celebration or whatever. I don't know. Well, it, and if that's true, that would be notable, right? Like, why would, that, why would you unveil this at, like, week 17 in a situation where you I mean, could it's be all, eliminated on it's that all day? Bad. Like, and it's, also, why week 17? That's weird. It's a weird time. Like, why wouldn't you do it, like, week one? You know, excitement, beginning of the season. Um, by the way, just updates coming in from Commander's Practice right now. Uh, no, this is uh, from Nikki Javala. I always, it's her last name so difficult to pronounce, but she's awesome. Uh, she tweeted, Sam Howell has taken the first reps in practice. No Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson. Uh, she tweeted that she doesn't see Jonathan Allen or Cam Curl or Benjamin St. Juiced. Jamin Davis isn't practicing. Uh, Charles Leno is there, but not practicing. She said it could be a possible vet day. Like they're clearly mailing it in, right? Like they, they have nothing to play for. They're mailing it in. Um, I could see them hitting the reset. The Ron Rivera era has been, like average at best in Washington. I mean, I don't know. And I will say he he took over and like like his like what was it like fourth day in office there, so to speak, was like, well, you got to change the name and deal. Like he's had to deal with a lot of extenuating circumstances. It hasn't been easy. So I don't mean to overlook that either. But I don't know, man. This team is lost. Yeah, I mean, it's Washington. It's right. you know, like as 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 long as Snyder is there, they're gonna any kind of little like glimpse of hope like or glimmer of hope that the commanders had for a little bit there when it looked like, Oh, they're what five and one, six and one, they might go on a run. They're probably going to get a wild card spot. I mean, it's just going to come back to this organization doesn't know what it's doing and things are going to go wrong at some point. And you're not, you might be able to have a moment or two. You might be able mm-hmm. to win the NFC some years, but there's no sustained success. There's never going to be sustained success. And maybe there will be with the new ownership. If, if Jeff, Jeff freaking Bezos buys this team and, can like just spend money out the wazoo like that's scary that's a scary thought for every other team in the nfc east if like someone just comes in with a ton of money kind of like the new broncos ownership and just has like unlimited funds and they hire this like all-star coaching staff and they revamp the facilities like that's a that's a scary thought that's not here right now but that hope does exist for commander's hands um let's get to these twitter questions so i tweeted out that we were going to record um i tweeted this out 
on Monday afternoon, obviously, uh, well before Monday Night Football. Um, there are uh, there's like six or seven or maybe eight of them. So let's try to like blitz through here because we've gone mm-hmm. a little bit long. Uh, first one comes to us from Jaime on Twitter at Jaime SV. Uh, v is in Victoria 88. Given this was on Tuesday, given the events of yesterday on Monday Night Football, I just want to thank you both for your work. And I look forward to hearing your perspectives on last night. Best to you both and your families always. I hope we did offer whatever we could. Um, the mixtape is really fun and we enjoy that everybody likes it. And so um, we just want to exist as a place where people can hopefully enjoy a podcast once a week. Uh, I just think, you know, I don't know if we're going to offer anything that, you know, that hasn't been said anywhere right. or, um, you know, some kind of sh- crazy revelation. But I think the the objective is just to be honest about how we feel. I think that's all we can really do. Johnny Tremaine uh, at 89 Tremaine says for the playoff teams. So sorry, commanders, uh, most favorable path to the Super Bowl. And what is the most likely way that team loses in the playoffs? So I think he's asking, what is the most favorable path? for each one um and what is the way that each team loses in the playoffs i think favorable path is drawing the bucks as a first opponent that would be the cowboys or the eagles and even if the eagles drew them in the wild or in the divisional round if dallas lost and eagle and i think like tampa's a good launching point is my point they're one of the weaker teams i think in the whole conference I mean, for the Eagles, it would be, okay, you get the one seed, and then the Giants somehow upset the 49ers, and then but, you get to play. Oh, but, the, but you're saying the Giants upset, but the Packers don't, right? Yes, yeah, and, Do the, you... and the Packers don't, or they don't get in, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't, it's just too much to answer there in terms I, of, like... I think the Giants upsetting is the answer for everything, right? Like, yeah. so even, even if you're the Cowboys, it's like, oh, the Giants upset in the wild card round. You go to San Francisco, you get the win, and the Giants upset the Eagles. So the I think the ideal scenario in terms of what's also realistic is the 49ers um, get the two seed and the Packers get the seven seed. So one of those teams is going to be gone because I think everyone, the Eagles fans, the Cowboys fans can agree, you want at least one of those teams eliminated. You not you don't want them both making it through to the divisional round. You know what? Now that you say that, like, I don't know that this is my most ideal, but if I live in this hypothetical, so say it's uh, Eagles one, Niners two, everything else chalk, and Packers at seven. So Packers get the upset. That sends the Packers to Philly in the mm-hmm. in the divisional round, and that sends Dallas either to Minnesota or hosting the Giants. I think to yeah. Minnesota, but you think it's a coin flip. That's that's favorable for both Dallas and Philly. Um, yes. And then obviously, well, no, I, not the Eagles hosting the Packers. Well, I meant the. Yeah, maybe not that part, <laughs> but that's favorable for Dallas because then like you you only have to play two of those three. You know what I mean? You don't have to play the you know two of the Packers, Niners and Eagles, but um, it'd be fun. How about this real quick? I think this might be a better way to get an answer to that question. Because I asked this to Ed Valentine um, from Big Blue View. How would you rank the NFC playoff picture teams right now? So everyone's still alive um, from most threatening to least threatening. Including um, the Cowboys, you asking me there? Yes. Okay. You're, so, like, you're, yeah, you're not not opponent one. Just like the teams, rank them from. And we're gonna we're gonna assume Green Bay gets in as the seventh. Well, I'm saying NFC playoff picture teams. So there's nine teams. Uh, okay, 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 gotcha. Um, so I'm I'm not like trolling or anything. I need uh, to see something from the Eagles to just like let me be like understand all as well. That so like I'm going off of like what we've seen from the Eagles as wait, of late. Don't, don't explain it all. Just go through it. Niners, Cowboys. Eagles, Vikings, Packers, wow. Bucks, mm-hmm. Giants, Lions, Seahawks. 
Okay. Yeah, I would probably go um, 49ers, Eagles, because um, I don't know where Jalen Hurts' health is at yet. If I know Jalen Hurts is healthy, I'm putting Eagles at the Well, you top. said not to explain it. You literally told me not to explain it. And then well, I'm saying that's the only it. thing. That's the only – well, people are going to like ask about that. So quick, real quick. And that's then why we real... both had to add a qualifier. So you okay. shouldn't have chastised me. No, I should have. Uh, and then I would put um... – I Dude, put, don't come on. Don't I'm do this. Packers, and then oh I'm going to put Cowboys. God, I mean, so Rodgers scares me. Rodgers so scares stupid. me. He does. And then I'm going to put probably Buccaneers. Um, You're putting the Bucks ahead of the Cowboys. No, I put Cowboys. I said, I said. Okay, so, okay. so you've got Cowboys 49ers, 4. 49ers 1. Eagles 2. Packers 3. <laughs> Cowboys 4. Buccaneers 5. Giants. Uh, but your Giants last week. Yeah. Actually, no. Lions six, Giants seven, Seahawks eight, and then who am I missing? The Vikings. Oh, Vikings nine. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have the you're you're more scared of the Lions or Seahawks than you are the Vikings. Yeah. That's a little silly to me, but whatever. There are okay. four teams eliminated from the playoffs currently. That point differential is better than the Vikings. Um, four teams. Wow. Um, okay, let's get through these last ones. Greg C ninety one on Twitter. Greg C ninety one says how upset would you be if the giants didn't make the decision to rest their key starters against the eagles this week you wouldn't be upset at all i wouldn't be upset like i don't i, I wouldn't be like i wouldn't be the way that the giants were about the eagles like it's it's in their best interest like you have to you have to understand and accept that it would i would be bummed but like it sure. wouldn't upset me so. and also i don't think you're here so i'm not taking a shot at you and i I don't know if this is a common thing but like, i don't want to hear like oh the eagles got a free win it's like I can't. Hear, I don't want to hear that from Cowboys fans who just I, got to. I won't say that. Got to play the Titans with what they did. Like I don't want to hear. Free I won't say that. Yes. However, I will say, and I mean this. Like, it's hard. It's got to be hard to be the Eagles and and like not have yourself be like truly tested in a way that you came out with a win in so long before you start the playoffs. But like, I, yeah, yeah. But like, that's you, a fair point. But who cares? Like, you you figure yeah. that out as you go. You, okay. Um, you sign up for the one seed no matter what. Right. You just, you just um, take it. Let's see here. Um, uh, from Isaac at Isaac Cruz 32 says, do you think Dallas can handle a Tom Brady who is getting his vibe back? I, my, that, I, I'm going to just change this question to say, do you think Tom Brady is getting his vibe back? I didn't see the Panthers game, so I don't like have enough to go off. They that, were, but... they were down 14, nothing in that game. Yeah. To start. Um, I, I mean, I've said consist. This is not like trolling. I've consistently said throughout playoff picture discussion throughout the whole season that like, like because we've talked about who can really win the NFC, who can really go to the Super Bowl, and I'm like, I don't think it's likely that the Bucks can, but I cannot give them a zero percent chance. I, I don't care how bad they look, as long as Brady's but you, in the playoffs. You can't give anybody zero percent chance. Like that's I why can you give can't the Vikings give the, a zero percent chance. That's silly. I can give the Seahawks a zero percent chance. I can um, give the Giants a zero percent chance. Along I these li- the Bucks. Along these lines, I tweeted this on Monday. Um, like, if you could tell me, like, what would be the sweetest path to the Super Bowl, right? Like, what what would be the like Nirvana path, the most, right? Like satisfying, right? Path. It would be the Bucks in the wild card round because yep. you, the Cowboys have never beaten Tom Brady, and then and then he like leaves the Bucks, so you end his Bucks career, um, and then it would be either the Packers or I'm sorry, the Niners or Eagles, like either one on the road. What like Niners, longtime rival team that bounced you. Eagles, it's obvious you go win and you get the win to send you to the title game at either one of those venues. Like for the first time in in a quarter century, like that would be really really sweet. Again, I wouldn't care. Like they're interchangeable to me. the The sweetest thing would be Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game. You beat him with Mike McCarthy 
that would be so funny um so cowboys fan fiction scenario well you asked i mean like that was the question okay uh let's try let's try to wrap these up uh jg mongan on twitter if you could take one player off each of the other three nfc east teams to use in the playoffs on your team who would they be and yes you have to take a commander's player i'm taking aj brown um saquon just to give me another option Mm -hmm. um and uh no not saquon i don't know i don't really have a giant um Dexter Lawrence. I, okay, uh, no, I'm taking Kayvon Thibodeau, um, like the player. No, I'm taking Dexter Lawrence. I'm, t- I'm taking Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, I'm taking like an all pro player. This I'm season. taking Dexter Lawrence, AJ Brown, and Terry McLaurin. Those are my answers. That's hard. That's a hard question because the, like I, Dexter Lawrence is the best player I think on the Giants, but the Eagles have do have a lot of like defensive tackle bodies and depth. So like, is that really the best use? Um, might have to take Saquon because I think you know. Yeah, now you can run the ball like in even yeah. larger senses. Yeah, um, and uh, commanders like again. Do I do I really take like a, a wide receiver when it helps the Cowboys? So that's why it was an easy answer for me. <laughs> when uh, yeah, like when the Eagles, I don't think they're really hurting. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, it would be nice to add Terry McLaurin to Devontae Smith, and uh, but like, is there anyone on defense I really want? Uh, I guess I'll take Terry McLaurin, and then I will take who am I left from the Cowboys? Yeah, hmm, interesting. Um, and I already took well, that's the thing. I already took a wide receiver. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Brandon will do everything. Maybe he can I, no, okay. Not so credit to Micah Parsons. I'll take Pollard and then I'll take Dexter Lawrence. Oh my gosh. Okay. Instead of taking Saquon and Micah Parsons, really. Oh, Parsons duh. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I forgot about him. Uh, Although I will say, um, who leads the NFL in anyway. Sacks uh, created right now. It's a sonic. Johnny, Johnny Tremaine Johnny also asked. Uh, he said, also more fireball offense, not knowing that you could be eliminated with a loss or playing starters in a meaningless game and losing a key player to injury. Probably the second thing. I would say the second, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like the, the first thing's embarrassing, but like what what did it actually change? What like what changed because of that? Nothing. What was did, were the commanders not trying to win as much because they didn't know they get like no. Right, I agree. Uh, last one, uh, it's about the Commanders, uh, comes to us from Ryan Gavani at R. Gavani. Why is the mascot of the Commanders a major? I think that's, um, I, I don't know if Major Tutty, like, I don't know if, like, first name Major, last name Tutty, or if Major is Tutty's rank in the military. I don't know, to be fair. It's. I think it's the rank. So you're saying his first name is Tutty, and he happens to be a major yes. in the military. So why is he a major is the question. And why not like a higher rank? Is that what they're? Do you think they're getting? Yeah, like, well, hang on. Do general you know? would be the highest rank. Um, but that's kind of a weird thing to say. General Tutty, like that's not really like major is also you know like the I'm an amount of something. It's dumb. Look, it's I'm not defense. <laughs> it's all very dumb. But I'm saying I don't I don't think the highest rank in that case general sounds like better than major. Um, what is the like? I don't know the like. I Googled this and there's not like um, a list that is super easy question? to like what the highest, like I want to know where major ranks like major you know is like, it's, it's a good, it's a highish rank. I believe if I'm not mistaken, like I'm not a military expert, but it's not, I think there's, there's, there's things above that. Like general, there's different levels of general. If I'm not mistaken, it's not just like there's multiple, there's different kinds of generals. There's like uh like Lieutenant general, whatever, like that, all that stuff is above major. So major is in like an officer. Okay. And so generals what, are like in their. I found class. a list from. Um, I could be wrong here, but this list it appears that the highest possible thing 
is general of the army. Next, yeah, that's like during wartime, right? Next, like beneath that is general. Beneath yes. that, lieutenant general. So yes. that's number three. So number four is major general, which seemingly isn't what Major Teddy is. No. Uh, beneath that is brigadier general. Brig- I don't know brigadier. if I'm pronouncing brigadier uh, general. Beneath that is colonel. Beneath that is lieutenant colonel. Beneath yes, that so. is major. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ranks ahead of major. So it's still a high rank to be clear. It's not like because then there's like the enlisted, like you know, like like your your typical um you know soldier or whatever. Like they're like they're down. It's above a lot of people, is my what I'm trying to say. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's above privates, corporals, yeah. sergeants, um, all sorts of sergeants. There is yeah. a command sergeant major. Maybe that would have been appropriate appropriate here. That's um, too long. It's higher than second or first lieutenant. It's also higher than captain. So at least he's not a captain. Captain yeah. Tutty. The point is, it's well, so actually Major Tutty outranks the captains on the team because they are captains mm-hmm. and he's a major. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, that was a good one to wrap this on. Uh, Brandon, as we leave, um, what is your favorite produce item? Hmm. Cause I don't want to get into so like I was gonna say like fruit or vegetable, then it's a whole debate of what's <laughs> fruit and what's and I don't want to get into that. It's not the point. So just- I'm a big banana person. I yeah. I really like bananas. I also enjoy the process of picking bananas. Like I I think like that's something I'm really good at is picking a bunch of bananas that's gonna last the exact from like the tree first. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. like that's gonna like I'm really good at assessing like the green yellow to, to, to yeah. last exactly how long I need it for. Like for mm. whether it's like three or four days or the week or whatever. That's a really underrated skill of mine. Um, or maybe the amount. I mean, obviously, you can you know kind of like break some off if you want a certain amount. Don't be that person. Don't don't tear some off. Like, no, just, I don't. Just I'm saying like, if you really wanted to, you know, you can alter that. But I think it's there's a skill too in finding like the right amount relative to the rightness too. Like, okay, there's like three here. Like, there might be, but also depends what you want them for. Um, sometimes you just want one, one a day, whatever, whatever you're doing. Sometimes you want them like more ripe because you want to eat them right now for a smoothie. Or, um, if like I'm getting, uh, if I make a banana bread, because sometimes I'll do that. What? Uh, you can make a banana bread? I didn't know. Yeah. That. I mean, it's really easy, but I, I can. And, um, but you want them, um, extra ripe for that. Like you, you do not want them underdone. Like you want them almost overripe a little bit. Uh, it mm. makes for a better uh experience with that. I, that's why like when bananas are really ripe, people are like make some banana bread that's where the saying comes from it's banana really bread. i make a mean banana bread i have to say okay. <laughs> i can i'm i'm, I'm it's really just... <laughs> ask, ask, ask holden ask anyone i don't ask holden things i tell holden things ask, just to be ask very him, clear ask around um, will vouch for me. my favorite uh produce item i was just thinking about this yesterday which is i brought the question up i mean i love potatoes that's probably my the actual answer and it's because they're just so versatile a lot of forms but they're like the bananas of vegetables and i like bananas too to be clear but right. i think we have to show some love to jalapeno i mean i think a jalapeno is just a great time do you uh two questions when you get potatoes do you get the like pre-packaged like four pack or whatever or do you like put them in your own bag you know what i'm saying like mm. do you go to the loose ones and get like the two or th- like you pick the potatoes you want because they question. do have you, you can do it either way I don't really think I, I think I do it either way. I, I don't think I set out to do it one way or the other. Uh, what are your thoughts on sweet potatoes? They have a place and time, but it's not all the time. Mm. time baked, or, baked or mashed? For potatoes? Yeah. Um, I think I'd rather have baked, honestly. I agree with you. 
Um, I think if you're gonna do mashed, you gotta leave like chunks of the skin in there. So I get some like. What becomes, are you talking about? It becomes like like baked mashed. You That's know what I'm insane. saying? Like, but mashed. Well, how do you feel about a smashed potato? I'm cool with that. How do I you like, feel? I actually how, probably like that better than a. How do you feel potato? about like um? You ever had like lobster? You know, mashed potatoes or like some sort lobster of like mashed potatoes. Yeah. What? Is that you never thing? had? Yeah. No. I've heard of a lobster mac and cheese, but not yeah, I've I've had like they're they're like a smashed mashed potatoes with like little bits of lobster. Like I mean, you're not getting smashed this at, like, mashed yeah. potatoes. What is this? You're not getting this at like Wawa. No offense, but like you know, there's you know, there's at at, at certain places you can get it. I've had it. Hmm. Um, three words that describe both potatoes and bananas. Go. <laughs> Yellow. Okay. Produce. Fun. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.